0: Welcome to the Gray Wolf Podcast. Here we go for episode four of the Grey Wolf Hoops podcast. It is Ned joined by John. John, how are you, dude? I'm good, Ned. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, man. Very excited because the weekend that has just gone lived up to all expectations, man, and you got all but (laughs) one game right, man.
1: Yep. Apparently, I uh, couldn't quite remember all my predictions myself, but we had to have a look back at last week's podcast and yeah, all but once, I'm pretty happy with that effort.
0: Man, I had to re-listen to ourselves carrying on for a bit there and you just narrowly missed out on New Zealand and Perth, which could have gone either way, but man, what a round of basketball, dude. Yeah, I know, man. And I'll tell you what,
1: kicking off on Thursday and wrapping up on Monday, like what a great sort of it's like a carnival of basketball, back to back. We caught the game last night on Monday night, which we'll chat about shortly. But things kicked off on the Thursday night, as mentioned, in New Zealand. New Zealand taking care of the Taipans as predicted,
0: you could say, Nettie. Well, yeah, as predicted, man, but Cairns really let this one go right down to the wire there. And the Taipans are playing pretty damn good and I'm yep. I'm sort of a little bit on the Taipans bandwagon at the moment they're going to win more games I and, the, so. and they look good but New Zealand is a little shorthanded at the moment as well which which may have been the reason why you know they didn't quite get it done against Perth as well but it was a great game on Thursday the Taipans just going down to the breakers as predicted as by predict Fitzgerald exactly but this is where your predictions really got up and about you said Brisbane were going to have a massive weekend and that's exactly what they did getting it done over over reigning champions, Perth Wildcats, and looking very good there at home. 87 to 78, man. This is where your role started, dude.
1: <laughs> it really did and I was pretty proud of that prediction. I know the, uh, the Brisbane went down to Sydney the week before in a, a game that wasn't their best effort. I thought they'd bounce back in this one against Perth and that's a tough road trip, Perth to Brisbane. Obviously, then they went on to on to New Zealand, but yeah, I had a good feeling about the Bullets this round and uh, sure enough, they must have listened to the, to the show. I know Nathan Sobey's a big fan of ours, so <laughs>
0: well, he obviously listened did of it? Nathan Sobey, and I was bringing you up because we were watching this. He's got the NS tattoos yeah, on the back of his Yeah, he does. We want to see a JF. <laughs> <laughs> on your arm. I wish you to get inked up. Okay. John Fitzgerald, the JF in that style, man. All
1: right, you could rock that. You I'll, can pull it off. I'll do it for the Grey Wolf. But uh, yeah, on the topic of Nathan Sobey, I mean, it, it, look, he only had nine points in that game. And one thing I'm really liking about Brisbane and what's going to be their point of difference is the way they spread the ball around so much. Kadi had 17 points off the bench. Patterson does his thing. He had 16, but it was very well spread around for the Bullets. And that's where I think they play their best basketballs when they're getting the ball moving. They don't don't always rely on one guy like Patterson will take the game over if he needs to but otherwise they move the ball around they all get involved and they're a good team to watch when they're up and about I think that's a really good win to, to sort of set their season up.
0: Yeah it is and it's really sort of got those sort of championship predictions up and about there. Does. I think they might be right up there come finals time. They'll be looking to make a big playoffs push I think man that brings us to the throwdown down to Melbourne United and Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. We said this was a must win game and a half yep. for Melbourne United and we've basically said they really needed to get both wins this round which they did end up doing to yep. get their season well and truly back on track they did just this did you get a chance to catch any of the Phoenix United game not
1: too much but uh, as we predicted Melbourne would have come out firing I think as they needed to get this win they needed to get the win against the Kings as well and what a good way to kick it off and get some revenge for that week one almost shock loss I guess you'd say to the Phoenix but they got it done fairly easily in the end but again oh, it was dude. dire I watched... straight so they missed out
0: we watched the game the old J. Sal Herbert that was was there with us as well And United really never Looked like losing yep. Sean Long had a monster game Which was awesome For yep. the fantasy teams 31 points there And I think 11 rebounds Off the top of my head It was just a monster game And poor old Phoenix Couldn't get in it And our boy John Robertson Was really shut down yep. I think he finished with 16 or so In the end there But they really shut him down And, and Melbourne United Really came out And looked like the team That people were expecting them yep. To be at the start of the season It was good to watch man But not as good Good as Sydney Kings versus Adelaide 36ers. Ooh. This is right up there with the match of the round as well, man. This one went into overtime, I believe, the first overtime game of the year in Adelaide. The 36ers couldn't hold on. Sydney did their thing and remained undefeated until this point in time. Yep. Our boy Sean Bruce looking good. Casper Ware getting it done as per always. But Adelaide 36ers, man, they're also going to be right up there. It's such a tough sort of yeah. group of teams to sort of think who's going to be right up there at the end.
1: Yeah, it really is, and, and as you look at the ladder, everything's fairly even. I mean, the, anyone in the sort of honestly, anyone right now could still make the playoffs and, and make a good playoff push, but I reckon that game is one the 36 is going to look back on and go, what what happened? Like That's yeah. the win that they needed. I reckon that would have really you know set things up. They went out to a quick lead, 24-12 at, at quarter time, it was, and then the Kings shot 33 points in the second half to get up at half time. I mean, you just can't afford to have quarters like that, especially at home when you're trying to make a statement. No, Not to to say that it's, you know, going to be tricky for for Adelaide now, but the last thing they want, their 3 and 3 is to sort of slip into that mid-range category. You lose a few games by a point or two in overtime, and those those can really catch up on you very quickly.
0: Yeah, they're the ones that hurt right there, man, and hey, let's talk about this one. This is the one that you dropped, buddy, on this Sunday, Perth Wildcats and New Zealand Breakers. It was close, <laughs> yeah. and I'll tell you what, just touching on fantasy right quick, I believe that it's kind of ruined basketball in a way for me, <laughs> because I no longer really sort of pledge league. Allegiance to a team yep, as it were. It's yep. more to players and yeah, I found myself following more for the players than the teams these days, which was the case with the New Zealand breakers.
1: Yeah, it gets that way, man, and as you play more types of fantasy sports, you'll find that it quickly ruins them <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. And you do end up following players more than more than a team. But the Wildcats, I mean, that's been a big few days for them. Big road trips across the across the ocean there to to the breakers and five point win, which I think they'd be very happy with to go across there and get a big win on, on the home soil of New Zealand, but even just looking at the New Zealand box score, I mean, Ashley and Corey Webster had a good game with 20 points each, but there wasn't really much contribution other than that, so I think there's a bit they can learn from there.
0: But yeah, dropping back to my fantasy thing, I do have Corey Webster on the team, so I was just <laughs> happy do, yeah. that he, he got that done, man. 21 points, 6 rebounds and 6 assists was a great great game there for Webster, and doing all. great things for my fantasy points there, and yeah, they are missing a few players at the moment, and, and just couldn't hold on in the air, and I should point out my wife's fantasy dude there, Nick K. <laughs> 13 points, four rebounds, three assists. He's a Jeez. very solid player there as well, man, for the Perth Wildcats. And they managed to get the win there in the end, but it wasn't convincing by any point of the Not matter, I guess.
1: No, and that's just one, and, and that's what Perth can do. They can just scrap out a win. When they just need to get it done, they can just get it done. They're that team that will, other than Brisbane, obviously, which was because uh, of me. <laughs> Otherwise, they can just go over, the, over the, the ocean there and just get it done. But, yeah, that should be a good little win for them, I think, and and it's a good one to tick off the box if you can beat the Breakers in New Zealand.
0: Yep, definitely. I couldn't agree more there for you, man. And did you ever hear from any of the Wildcats players to see what their travel arrangements were? Uh,
1: not yet. I'm still waiting. I mean, I've got a few missed calls on my phone, <laughs> but <moment. laughs> that's all right. We'll catch up with them at some stage to find out.
0: Now, you mentioned earlier, man, that you thought anyone could still make the playoffs at this point in time. I think it might almost be time to cross the Illawarra Hawks yeah. off that list, yep. man. Unfortunately for them, I watched this game pretty much from start to finish. The Hawks and the Bullets. The Hawks, wow, even though in the end it was only 14 points, they were never really in this game. I would like to point out, though, man, Josh Boone did play. He did play. Yeah, he came off the bench.
1: He played 14 minutes. That was an average sort of contribution. But, yeah, things are looking pretty dire for the Hawks at the moment. I mean, it hasn't been a great start to the season. Losing Aaron Brooks is a big hole to fill. I mean, LaMelo Ball's getting his share and getting it done. But other than that, they're just not looking like a, a
0: competitive team at this point. Yeah, unfortunately, they're because I really would have liked to see them do well. And you said the Brisbane Bullets were going to make a statement. They did that, man. 14 points, but it was a lot more than that at times. And tell you what, Brisbane Bullets, they're doing exactly what you said they do going into that round, man. It was a real statement round for the Bullets. They had a very convincing one. And, man, not so convincing last night. Melbourne United and the Sydney Kings. Wow. Match of the rounds.
1: Easily, man. What a game. And we managed to catch this with our little watching crew, I guess you'd say. And, man, What a game. How about Will Weaver at halftime? He was not a happy man.
0: Will Weaver (laughs) has made me just think the Sydney Kings are the team, man. He flipped man he was angry as our buddy Jace (laughs) Sal Herbert when there was no keto on the menu at a restaurant that didn't serve keto he flipped he flipped man two technical fouls over one botched call and they're up by seven I think at the time time. possibly five at halftime and he didn't return to that game wow no no I'll tell
1: you what we were just talking about this before I reckon a lot of respect for Will Weaver if you're gonna go out there and fly the flag for your players I reckon you earn a lot of respect straight off the bat especially from his from his guys on the bench that is just I know we don't like to see it, but I think when it's justified, it's good for the coach to get fired up and, you know, yeah. again, fly the flag.
0: I do like to see a fiery coach. I still have, really have no idea what it was over and didn't think the lack of call was as bad as probably what his outburst warranted Yeah, there. but you know, good on him. He got up, so. he got about, he was ticked. I'd love to really know what went on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Apparently uh, in his
1: post-game press conference he said it was more of a build-up of, of a lot of non-calls that have happened during that half, and I mean, the Kings really fought it out in the end and you know the Melbourne United got it done but I think that probably really would have razzed them up a bit upstairs to uh you know to miss you miss out on a few calls you know what it's like and you sort of starts playing on your mind but Tell you what, man, like the Melbourne United really had to fight that game out. The Kings did not sit down at all during that game and obviously got pretty close and pretty tense towards the end uh, with a few unsportsmanlike calls. But tell you what, it's a, that's a character-building win for
0: the for United. It really is. But I'd like to just quickly shine the spotlight on our dude, Sean Bruce. Man, he had a great <sighs> game. He ended up playing 24 minutes, 14 points, one rebound and eight assists. He was only two assists shy of a double-double right there. It was just so good to watch and see Brucey. really, really play some very solid minutes, which is he has been doing a lot lately I guess with the absence of Alish in that team at yep. the moment. So hats off to Sean Bruce and he was right there at the end as well, but disappointing as you say like a couple of calls there at the end could have ruined what could have been an amazing ending to that game because it was yep. really sort of finished on the free throw line there. It
1: was, it really took the sting out of the game and I know that the the refs are allowed to review calls towards the end there, but I really think they just need to call it as they see it, especially with unsportsmanlike fouls and I uh, don't there was one. I think Casper knocked over one. Uh, might have been Mellow for yeah, United. No. And they called that. And I can see. Yes, it's off the ball, and yes, the ball hasn't been inbounded. But they got to know the state of the game. I think it's sort of almost ruined what was going to be one of the best endings to a game we've ever watched by all these unsportsmanlike calls. But I really feel like they just need to call it as they see it. I don't think they should be able to review them at all, in my opinion. I think let's just let it go and call it as they're paid to do, as they see the play and as they feel appropriate, rather than just making the game whole game stop for three minutes while they review footage of Bogut trying to, you know, hack one of the guys on the rebound
0: to put him yeah, on the line. Yeah, that, that was a soft call right there too, I thought. I mean, come on. But hey, Casper Ware, he was not quite in his return no. to Melbourne. 34 points, 5 rebounds and 4 assists. He does pass the ball, John. There he you does. go.
1: He does. How about that? I think, I reckon with Bruce and Ware on the court, that's almost their optimal lineup because Bruce can obviously play the one, Ware can play the two. And how many good shots did they open up for him just from a good pass by Sean? You know, feeding it into Bogut, kicking it out. They just, they look so good and well, like I said, they've got leash to come back, and they're going to be unstoppable in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's they're going to be a very exciting team to watch for sure, my dude. So that one there would be our game of the round, even though it didn't go into overtime as Sydney-Adelaide game did. It probably could have. Yeah. Bar those really dodgy calls there yep. towards the end. But, man... Is there anything on the fantasy side of things? you want to jump into cool. fantasy real quick?
1: On the fantasy side, I'm just going to plug my own team who's coming number two in our league. Oh, very pleased with that. You're, out, coming, still- you're coming number three. Yes, so, up and about. <laughs> so, yeah, we ha- we have confirmed that the prize pack for winning the league will be a meet and greet with us at a predetermined location. Hopefully uh, you're uh, all win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I was going to say, so if one of us wins, I guess it'll be nice to meet you in a, a predetermined <laughs> location, Eddie. But no, the fantasy league has been ticking along very well. There's been a few very close matchups. We've still got Tim Pickett on unfortunately, on Zero, who still hasn't completed his team, even though we keep telling him to on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> he might be a big one to watch in the second half of the season when he finishes his
0: side. <laughs> tp be all about it. Is Cam Bruce still in there at number one?
1: No, Bruce, he's dropped down to number four now, oh. so uh, he's on 20 league points. You and I are on 30, and there's a, another guy, one of our uh, our followers out there, who's on 30 as well, so it's very tight towards oh, the top. Much but love
0: to that guy right yeah, there. Plenty, that, of plenty games awesome, left, man. And, it and is. I'd like to say that I finally got rid of uh, not got rid of, this sounds bad, i <laughs> finally replaced Ty Wesley, who is injured at the moment. I feel good about that situation. And, like I pointed out to you, I'll point this out to the listeners as well. I've been getting behind Melo Trimble big time. Thinking he was on my team, I forgot that I actually had Aaron Brooks on my team (laughs) instead of him. So, yeah, anyway, now it's John Robinson. So, Robinson needs to get up and about and get it done in weeks to come. But great to see we're right up there. It makes it sound like we really do know what we're doing.
1: And we do, so don't question that, man. But it's also (laughs) good to see our boy Sean Long. He's leading the way as the uh, over points scoring player for the competition. He's on 450 points from his seven games so far. Nicholas Kay second on 361. So if you don't have Sean Long in your team, what the heck are you doing?
0: Yeah, Sean Long's <laughs> in my team. He is my captain right there. Beautiful and I should call. say it's mine and Marley's team because Marley gets right behind it. That is my daughter. She loves the hoops. All right, Johnny, let's jump into this round, round six of the NBL. It kicks off at Spark Arena, the Breakers and United. And guess what? I'm going to say United. They're on a roll they're going to get this one.
1: Yep, I'm going to agree with you there, man. I think, uh, depending on how the New Zealand's team looks in terms of injuries, but I just feel like Melbourne have had two really good wins now. They're in a position to really set up their season and to really attack that top spot, so I'm going to back them in to go across and get the win. Hopefully, Prather's not too far away, obviously not for this road trip, but they're really building up to something to be that championship team that they should be.
0: Yeah, they've got a lot of momentum going into this round, and New Zealand are missing a couple of players at the minute, and i tell you what, this one right here has the possibility to be the game of the round. The Brisbane Bullets red hot after round five. Going into round six, Sydney... Brisbane. Nissan Arena, Friday night. This one will be a big one.
1: This is going to be a big one, man. We're going to have to try and watch this game. It's the team we've predicted to win the whole thing versus the team that I'm on the bandwagon of right now being the Bullets, and this is a really tough one to predict. I really, uh, I'm really, i really struggling to come up with, with a result, but I reckon the Brisbane Bullets are in the right form right now. Kings have been razzed up a little bit. We'll see what happens with Will Weaver, whether he gets suspended, but you know what? I'm going to back the Bullets. I reckon they're going to keep their momentum rolling and take a big scalp, which is what they need to do right now.
0: Yeah, that will be a definite statement there. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one, Johnny. I'm going to say the Sydney Kings are going to bounce back and we really need to be writing this down. We?
1: <laughs> yeah, we do. It's alright. We'll listen back. One sister's all produced.
0: Alright, buddy. On the Saturday, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, they only had the one game on the weekend and they're taking on New Zealand Breakers at the fire pit by the looks of thing there. And I think the Phoenix will have a win, get back yep. in their winning ways. What do you think? Yep,
1: I think they're going to continue on with that. Again, it's going to come down to the break Availabilities with injury, but I think I think the Phoenix will get it done at home. I reckon they'd probably be pretty disappointed losing throw down two. I think you'll find them
0: bounce back and they'll get the win this week. Yeah, which is not good things for New Zealand because what's that? We're looking at them being in a little bit of a hole at the end. Potentially,
1: potentially two and six if Ooh. they lose those two games. And that is a hole to come back out of. Yeah, but it uh, is. another team with only two wins on the board then plays next, which is Cairns versus Illawarra. Now I think we're all on the Cairns bandwagon. Everyone's got a soft spot for Cairns, but I think they're gonna make a statement again against those. old old Hawks that aren't really looking like they're going to get a win anytime soon.
0: Yeah, unfortunately not. And definitely on the Cairns bandwagon here. These are the two soft spot teams for me, Cairns and Illawarra. But Cairns will get this one done for sure, I would say, especially seeing as though it's in Cairns, minus Aaron Brooks. Yeah, I think
1: so. Get their total up to three wins for the season, I think. And as we've said with their young roster, they'll build up to something at the right time. It's just a matter of when they can get it happening. And hopefully this will be a good confidence boosting win. Sad to say that against the Hawks, who have obviously got some stuff power there, but I think they're going to be too strong, Cairns.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, man, this one on the Sunday, this will be a good one too. Melbourne United battling it out with the Adelaide 36ers. Tell you what, it's, by the looks of these sports bet odds here, Melbourne are red-hot favourites, but Adelaide were playing pretty good on the weekend. Melbourne just got it done, but I'm predicting two wins for Melbourne this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to have to
1: agree with you there, man. I think uh, Adelaide are a very hard team to predict at this stage. They're playing some good basketball. They're playing some very ordinary basketball at the same time, But I feel like Melbourne, again, like I just said, they're really building up now. I think they're going to be hard to beat at home down the stretch, especially against a team like Adelaide, who they've had so many good battles with over the years. But I fully expect Melbourne United to go two from two for this round. And
0: that means their championship, contendership, is going to be right back up there, man. Because if that happens, man, they're going to be making some real moves here, as are the Sydney Kings. Kudos, Bank Arena versus the Perth Wildcats. This is the last game of the round. No Monday night game, John. (laughs) Devastated. Him, Kings mate. and the Wildcats, my friend. Kings are going into this one favourites, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as that. This one has potential to be game of the round
1: yep. right here. Yep, I'm fully expecting this one to be game of the round, and another very tough one to pick. Um, obviously, I think Brisbane are going to get the job done against the Kings earlier in the round, and I think they're going to come out and uh, and get the revenge against Perth later in the week. But uh, I think, like you said, I reckon
0: this is going to be game of the round. All right, man. So yeah, it's going to be toss up between the the Bullets and the Kings and the Kings and the Wildcats. So you're saying yep. Brisbane will win the. First one, but the Kings are going to bounce back against and Perth.
1: Beat Perth, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, man. I'm, really, I'm in good form, so I'm yeah, going to stick. Are, I'm going to stick with my we team. Need, <laughs> we need to write
0: this down because I'm going to say that the Kings are going to win. So Perth Wildcats look extremely good and just managed to win at pretty much all the time. But they're yeah. not going to manage to win in Sydney. I think the Kings will win, and that will wrap up things for round six, John. Any last words, questions, comments?
1: Oh, gee, I tell you what, like we said in last week's podcast, it is just good to have so much basketball going on, and there's obviously NBA action happening as well, which at some stage we'll talk about, and local basketball, and everything's just going well, man.
0: I tell you what. It is all about the hoops, and those Grey Wolf t-shirts will be on the way soon too, and we do have ourselves a model, finally. The man is an Instagram influencer. His name is Jace L. Herbert. He has purchased the first two. We're in trial runs. These shirts look great. Great. The only way they can look even better is with Jace L. Herbert sporting them. Look for photos on it. the socials very soon. Oh, Jace, thank you, man. Keto <laughs> saves.
1: Yeah, that's it, man. We've uh, we've ticked off the first box there to get our first Instagram influencer, and we're very humbled that that Jace will give us some of his time to model our shirts and even you know reply to our uh, messages and emails. So uh, good position we're in now. And if anyone else is a an Instagram influencer that would like to jump on board, we're always off uh, open to offers.
0: Yes, we are. So be on the lookout for those shirts soon and enjoy this weekend's round of hoops. Catch you next time.